Welcome once again to Idol Talk, everybody, the podcast where we discuss the exciting and eventful lives of everyone's favorite rising super idols, Rhythmics. As always, I'm your impeccable host, Karen, here with my stalwart co-host and friend, who you, of course, can all now see in the studio after the events of our last exciting episode. Say hi to everyone at home, friend. Thanks, friend. Appreciate it, as always. And today, we have three very special guests who I'm sure will be able to offer some valuable insight on this most recent episode of Rhythmix's exciting career. We have Queen Bee. Delighted to be here. And Trixie. Hey, it's your girl. And extra special guests Cassandra Tora and Polly.ux. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, hi. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's it's been a while since we last had you on Idol Talk. It's it's great to have everybody back in the studio again, or this nice little group that we all have. I missed having Cass around. <laughs> You're too sweet. Uh, <laughs> You're part of the team. Yeah, I mean, especially after the things that we may or may not allegedly have done in the past in buildings that we weren't supposed to be in. Uh, I, I was told that anything we say here is not admissible as evidence in court, so I think we're fine. Oh, yeah, absolutely no, not. Yeah, yeah, I checked with my mom. We're good. Oh, good. That that sounds like a stressful conversation to have with your mom. Um, You know, like, the thing is, is she's really passionate about her work. So the second you start asking her about, like, so what is, like, this law and this, like, you know, um, whatever doohickey in the law books of Cadence. And she'll just, like, go on and on and on. So eventually she kind of just gets, like, so worked up that she doesn't really pay attention. She, like, really likes her job. But she's good at it. So I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. I'd say. Hopefully you like your job that much, I guess. That's the goal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... She's kind of like a nerd, but I guess what judge isn't a little bit of a nerd. With the with the amount of schooling you have to do to, to get into that kind of position, I think you have to be, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yes. No, absolutely nothing that is, as a reminder to anybody who's tuning in for the first time, absolutely nothing that is said on Idle Talk can be used as, as evidence in a court of law, um, especially since uh, uh, we are only broadcasting on interdimensional frequencies. Thank you. Don't think about it too hard. Now. So it was a very, very long September uh, for everybody involved in, in Rhythmics. And now, as of when this episode happened, um, it was finally October. So I want to know, how excited were you all for Halloween at this point? Um, I was really excited because um, there's always like good shows and good specials that are coming out for Halloween. So I was really excited to see like what was going to be the... Uh, the most exciting one because you know like all the good dramas come out with their best stuff during halloween well i'm looking forward to the parties uh i i was really excited i had started working on my halloween costume uh i was uh going as entrapta from shira and programming polly to represent uh emily her robot friend oh that's, oh, that's fantastic what you doing with the hair? Oh, I got a wig. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. But like, you could pull that off. That'll look super cute on you. You had a pretty unique outfit yourself for the for for this episode, Queen Bee. 
What inspired your, your choice of outfit for the heist? Well, I just wanted something striking. I wanted to be intimidating. So I just went online and looked for different things. And at the end, I landed on some on a bunch of uh, fighting game characters. I... Gonna be honest, I never, I don't actually play Mortal Kombat, but that that costume was perfect. Uh-huh. No, it it was totally perfect because like when you leaped over that chair to like start like kicking ass and like throwing your legs around, like it it was very thematic. It like came together. Like I, you could have worn streetwear, but I don't think it would have done like given the same thing. Like yeah, you needed a Mortal Kombat outfit. I felt a little overdressed, but uh, in the end, it worked out. Oh, absolutely. I think, at the very least, you intimidated all of those guards extremely well. That felt good. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. It was... Uh, I might have been working through some stuff. Hmm. Do tell. Or not. Tell what you're comfortable with. You know, the, the, the last heist wasn't really my proudest moment, and uh, so I, I might have overcorrected a little. But, you know... Almost no one got hurt. Mm, fair. I well, you you certainly helped keep me from getting hurt. That's always appreciated. Oh, well, you know, that's what you do. And Cass, you were thankfully not in a position where you had to worry much about getting at least physically hurt. Um, how did you how did you prepare for your role as the the gal in the chair, so to speak? Um, you know, it it was a lot less stressful uh, being remote and not being you know on the scene. Thankfully, uh, mostly uh, I wanted to have, make sure I was wearing comfortable clothes, but not too comfortable because I wouldn't want to fall asleep before uh, the mission was over. Um, uh, also, I brought, you know, some extra computers in case I needed to, like, prep some programs to run over and then send over the Wi-Fi as packets. So sometimes, like, live hacking doesn't work so well in person, let alone if you're going over Wi-Fi, and then what if the signal cuts out for a second, and then you lose some bytes, so if you can, like, pre-program it as a packet and just send it over as one thing to auto-run once it hits the server side, then that's more efficient. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. That's why we called on you. Yeah, I'm happy I was able to help and that uh, Polly was able to work so far remotely. That was uh, something I was honestly a little unsure of before I sent her over, but it worked out fine. Ooh, yeah, it like worked out fantastic. I love that little trick you pull where where Polly turns into a bunch of pixels and becomes a hand to join in with our little like hand thing. That was very cute. I mean, the whole hand chanting thing never works, has never worked, <laughs> will never work. <laughs> but it was nice to have Polly involved. We'll get it someday, maybe. Uh, at this point, it's a tradition. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, I'm kind of convinced that the awkwardness is part of it. I guess. But we can't force it either, or else it loses the magic. No, I just think we're that awkward, like, as teenagers. Like, I think we're just a very awkward group of teenagers sometimes. <laughs> I could never agree on what to say before. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, my uh, friend is just saying that if they, if we, if you ever want something to keep the, the awkwardness fresh, they're always willing to... To throw a tentacle into the mix and, and push somebody's hand up or something like that. Just like ruin the whole rhythm? Exactly. <laughs> Why not? I mean, hey, if they want to get involved, they can get involved. 
exist. They're very excited to get involved now that people actually know that they're there, even if you don't see them. Well, I can see them. Like, yeah. Pretty. Yeah. Well, I can. I can't really, but it's uh, it's good to know that friend is in our corner. Mm-hmm. Really helped me out. They're also very excited, honestly, because they do want to show off their their bows up to more people. Well, they did the whole like switching guns with chicken things, right? Or did you two do that together? Yeah, we kind of do that kind of thing in tandem. It's a it's a whole psychic link thing that we have going. Wow, what a duo! We've got it down to a science at this point. <laughs> Speaking of things that should work like science, but I guess they don't necessarily. Um, I was really disappointed that that coconut gambit of yours didn't work out, Lucia. It seemed like you had you know the map what? all worked out for it. Uh, I've realized it's kind of like, I don't know. I think it's like when you are like doing like arm workouts and then you work out like one arm more than the other arm. Like I'm really, really good at illusions, but most of the time, like my luck powers, I just use to like scoot one of my sister's dinosaur toys underneath my little brother's foot so it's like little things like that i can do but bigger stuff is a little bit harder Mm, fair fair coconuts Mm -hmm. a little little more mass a little more distance coconuts trees yeah tripping me stressful heist situations Mm -hmm. i'm trying to get there though because like oh you will my my dream my vision okay i know this is bad but like my vision is like being like in a rap battle with somebody and being like, you know, just firing off some really fire raps. And like, right as I just like drop this incredible roast, this just incredible, like, just like absolutely the crowd's going wild. Everybody's losing it. I use my powers to just make them like trip, just, just a little trip, trip on their shoelaces, just trip. And then like, I'm not saying I would automatically win. Hmm? I just think it would would be really hard for them to pick themselves back up. Oh, it doesn't take very much. The audiences can pick up on it for sure. Yeah, I just, I feel like it'd be like a really useful thing to use in competitions. And like, we have SingStar coming up and I just, yeah, you know, I want to be useful to the group or whatever. Well, you certainly are that. You all are, honestly. Yeah. Although light sabotage couldn't have, couldn't hurt, I'll mm. keep that in mind for uh, for Singstar. Sabotage is always a very potent flavor. It's only sabotage when you get caught. Exactly. They always plan for at least a little bit of sabotage. Or if you're the Beastie I'm pretty Boys. Sure. <laughs> what was that, Cass? Oh, the joke about the Beastie Boys, and they have a song called Sabotage. It's an amazing they do. song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is true. I'm curious, Cass, do you have any ambitions of joining SingStar once we get around to that? Uh, maybe. I'm I'm usually more comfortable, like, doing the tech work and stuff. Uh, stuff, uh, our idol club isn't as, you know, uh, in sync and working well-ish together. That's a weird way of saying things. Um, I think our club has a lot of work to do, personally. Mm. Don't. Don't tell them I said that. Um, oh, but, don't worry yeah. about it. Again, interdimensional frequencies only. This won't get back to them. But yeah, we'll see. I guess what happens. But mm. well, I do hope that you that you get to perform on stage someday. If if not, sing star then somewhere. I think you're more than talented um, enough for it. 
I did some like chorus work for a musical that was going on during March Masksness. That was fun. Yeah, that was that was very fun to get to travel for that. Yeah, it was a fun trip. I I was honestly amazed I did as well. I got through the first round. It was exciting. Yeah. And yeah, congratulations out- to everybody on on March Masksness in general. Yeah. Congrats. Oh, it was so much fun. And I feel I mean, kind of good uh, about losing in the second round because it turned out the computer was evil and stealing everyone's energy, and that was all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I, I kind of lost the plot at a certain point. I was a, a little distracted. Yeah, well, you also had to think about, like, bread baking and, and fashion stuff as well towards the end there. It's a lot to keep track of. Yeah, uh, you did so much. Yeah, I mean, but I... We don't really need to talk about how it, especially the fashion thing, that that was, I really expect Made Marvelous to be that good at it. You, I mean, you wouldn't expect it, I guess, but she's really into fashion. Like, I thought like your fashion girl was that Esquire girl, the one with like all the accessories. Um, I mean, she's more like hobbyist fashion. Made Marvelous is kind of surprisingly serious about it. Oh, Okay. Being a horse girl, those are like her two main things. I mean, like, is she a horse girl or is she an equestrian girl? You know what I mean? Because I feel like equestrian sports are very like. Well, I guess never mind. She turns into a horse. I answered my own question. (laughs) She's literally a a horse girl. She's a girl that's a horse. It it did seem like there was a little of both going on from some of the outfits. I guess she has range. Mm. But anyway, I suppose March Masksness is getting a little off topic from. Uh, again, the exciting episode of, of y'all's lives that we're talking about right now, uh, which is mainly the uh, the second round into the Crimson Signal building. Um, and I'm curious about you all, since since you all had your fair share of trouble the last time you visited Crimson Signal, how did y'all get pumped for it? I, I'm curious, did you listen to did you listen to any music to, that would help you get pumped that would get you in the right mood for for going in there? Um, I listened to uh, Hood Rat Shit by Megan Thee Stallion, because um, it felt like we were doing some Hood Rat Shit. <laughs> Absolutely excellent. Well, for me, it was uh, Candy Store from Heather's. Just always gets the blood pumping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I-, I listened to uh, Nexus. It's from the Promare soundtrack. Uh, Sawano Hiroyuki did that, I think. Oh, I love oh. that one. Who did the... I think Lako sung the lyrics for it. Oh, uh, like that movie when when the robot punched the planet, I, I cried a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was the most emotional I've ever gotten, seeing a robot punch a planet. Yeah, it's hard to decide between that and Gurrenlagen. Mm. And as for myself... Mm. Yeah, Karen, what kind of, what kind of music yeah. do you like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been listening to music for a long time. I like I I like pretty much everything. <laughs> I I can see the value in just about everything is the thing. Um but I definitely have a soft spot for the classics. So I think um probably the the most pump you up music that I that I like for this sort of thing is just like those those big like 80s montage type songs like uh like your flash dances and whatnot. Maniac, mm. you know. Oh yeah. I can Wonderful. see that. Mm. Well, I think we're just about to wrap up here. We're running out, We're running low on time. Um, I did want to ask one more thing uh, from Cass before we wrap up here. Um, 
I was very, very hyped to see the cause problems on purpose protocol. Can you tell us a little <laughs> well, bit more about that and if we can expect to see it more in the future? Uh, it's um, kind of like a panic button thing. Uh, occasionally I get overwhelmed and uh, Polly has decided that the best way to draw attention from me is to uh, behave as if they were malfunctioning, uh, which is not the best course of action at all times, but it is useful. And um, yeah. Well, when the aim is to cause a distraction and do something strange that will catch people's attention, then yeah, I'd say that was the that was the right call. I mean, it it actually it kind of uh, reflects very well on you that uh, seeing someone else in trouble can snap you out of things. Yeah, um, and uh, I guess since this isn't getting back to uh, you know everyone else, the uh, you all probably recognized Polly has been able to impersonate Diana, and she kind of like uh, works with me to rehearse conversations that I need to have when things are going, when I need to like tone down some ambitions that they have for what our technology can do and stuff. Going into things not knowing what to possibly expect is overwhelming. So Polly and I rehearse sometimes, which is why she's very good at impersonating Diana. And Ooh. that's that. Well, it I makes think. sense. Those girls are very intimidating, so getting the preparation in beforehand would be very helpful. Yeah. Um, when I try without it, they tend to uh, steamroll me. So mm. Mm, That's not nice. Well, I hope you get to steamroll them right back someday. Oh, and at some point, I would love to see like an uh, uh, impersonation challenge between uh, Polly and Vivi. Her, da- her Diane <laughs> was pretty good. Oh, true. Oh, we'll have to ask Vivi about that next time we have her on the show. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Well, I think that's about it for today's show. Thank you once again to our lovely guests for this episode. Uh, Trixie, Queen Bee, Cass, Polly. Pleasure as always. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Anytime, you know. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I'll certainly look forward to next time because we, we, as we all know, there are some very interesting things that happened right on after this. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. She's, she's literally a, a horse girl. She's a girl that's a horse. It, it did seem like there was a little of both going on from some of the outfits. I guess Sorry. she has range. Mm. Sorry, what did you say there, B? Uh, apparently she's also a clothes horse. Sorry, I, I, I missed what that word was. <laughs> uh, clothes horse? Is that, that, is that doesn't work as a pun. Sorry. <laughs> like a workhorse, but for clothes? Or... Like a workhorse? No, no, no. It's Sorry. it's a term. No. It's it, it it also means like the thing you hang clothes on to dry. Oh, oh, oh. oh like, <laughs> okay. Um, oh, okay. So that that's just a different word that that I don't use then. Yeah, I, I get a... I get that, but I was not familiar with that term. That's actually really funny. <laughs>
That's very funny. <laughs> Please, I know we're breaking character. Please keep this in. <laughs> I'll put it as the stinger at the end. <laughs> I do have a, oh, a database of horse puns. You are just a punny person, Luga, darling. I think that's what it is. <laughs> But puns are the best form of comedy. Anyway. <laughs> Agreed.